Welcome to that 80s show and Dory today. Oh man, what have I done? What have I done today? I lost track of how much coffee I drank. Oh, that explains it. That explains why you're sitting there completely naked. Uh, man, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I didn't I, want to say anything, but that explains it. Does explain it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had those days where you just like, do you drink a lot of coffee? I don't drink, I don't drink co- normal no, coffee you, at all. I only don't. drink decaf and I probably drink two cups of coffee a week at most. I'm a, I'm a bit of a tea drinker. Yeah, good. I've got to do something else. Like some days you just lose track of the coffee and it's cool being hyper, mm. like having that bounce. But like I drank so much coffee, I've like damaged my internals. Internal what? I feel nauseous. <laughs> I want to vom. I hope oh. I make it through this episode. Dude, this is not, not good. good. Not good. You're not as young as you used to be. None of us are. I know. I've got a very big monitor in the studio. And I still need glasses to see it. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? This is the show for people like you. We're not a show that's going to be talking about clout chasing or any cool young things. We're going to be talking about the 1980s. The decade that birthed me and raised Dory. Right. Like, like wolves. <laughs> Indeed. Like wolves. This is That 80 Show. Remember, everything we talk about on today's show, you're going to find That 80 Show essay on Facebook. Dory, remember we used to do... Let me shut that music off. Went on longer than I expected. Hmm. Let me finish this earlier. We used to do misheard lyrics on That 80 Show. We did. You used, used to, to start do. the show mm. with it. We used to start it. I kind of miss that. Well... It has to be retired. It can never come back. Because you can find all the lyrics everywhere you look. No, because Rick Astley mastered it. Oh. If, if the game of misheard lyrics, and what we do, if you didn't listen before, we just like read out misheard lyrics from 80 songs. Very hilarious. Mm. Lols. Um, but if that game was an 80s video game, what Rick Astley has done is the end level boss. Okay. Yeah, he has done it so phenomenally well. He, like all of us who've worked in radio, and like you talk about the age thing, mm. add like 20 odd years of wearing headphones. Your hearing just starts going, right? Yeah. All right? You still have really good hearing compared to me. Yeah. Like, headphones. But I used to go to lots of heavy metal gigs and sit right by the speaker. That's the thing. That'll so. do it for you. That that's that's mystery solved. Yes. No, there's no mystery about it. <laughs> so that's what happens. I mean, I know some radio people and we didn't always have the best like headphone technique because you're not now listen, if you're listening to this on headphones, you know now Apple does it for you. It says all oh, your levels too high. You can't just go blasting headphones in. You gotta mm. start on low volume and go up. Yeah. Right, so if you listen on headphones, I hope you're doing that from now on, or you're going to be deaf, and we can't have you deaf. We need listeners, yes. right? Literally, literally. So don't go deaf. Like, don't lose your hearing. Yeah, the okay. show will not be available in Braille. No, no. <laughs> wow. Can see so you're thinking. You're thinking. How, how do you bra- Braille, <laughs> Dora Domdus? <laughs> Um, if you haven't listened yet, you've got to go find in your feed our fantastic interview with Dr. Phil Joffe from Body Beat. Body Beat, the brains behind the Lycra. You know, you know. remember I've mentioned before on the show, my favorite, one of my favorite Facebook pages, thanks, that's my band name now. I want to go and put Dora, Dora Domdurs, but I've, you've got to give it context. Yeah, no, you don't. And these are mostly Americans. I don't know if they, they won't get it. They'll translate it and they'll mm. be like Dora Dumbbox. Which I suppose works. <laughs> it does work. Mm. It's just not the same. You, we need a South African version of Thanks, That's My Band Name Now. And then people will appreciate it. What's a, Okay, we'll do that. Right. So Rick Astley ends yes. it. He goes, he's, he was suffering. Like he was going, I'm losing my hearing. My hearing's <laughs> suffering. And he goes, of course, it's natural. I'm a man in my 60s. I've been involved in the music industry. He's in his 60s. Sorry, I just need to... Yeah, keep having that moment, right? Yeah, because he does not look it. No, not at all. His ears, though, mm. his ears let him down. Did he go to too many heavy metal gigs? <laughs> Probably, because <laughs> no. there was that story that Ozzy Osbourne wanted to make a band with him in the 80s. And there is that performance that he did with the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. So he actually... Headlined Glastonbury. Actually, so, while he was putting out... 
pure pop with Stock Aiken Waterman at home. It was all Judas Priest all the way. You know, we know this. Huh? We know this about Rick Astley. <laughs> and even before that, he was like, from eight years old, I was playing the drums. Oh, of course. And drums on soft. Oh. I don't know if you noticed. No, they're yeah. not. No. So he's like, kind of like, look, my hearing's going. I've got to go do a test. And uh, he, in doing this, the, he gets fascinated by what they tell him. Mm. To say that, no, you know, you um, obviously you need to wear a hearing aid. <gasps> Rick Astley has to wear a hearing aid now, right? Yeah, okay. So he goes, okay, I want to find out more about this. And they say, you know, one of the things that happens when you lose your, start losing your hearing mm. is not that you don't hear song lyrics or words, you mishear them. Oh. So you, hear, but you mishear them. And I, I'm not an audio, I'm not an expert. I'm just yeah. reading from the article here. Okay. I thought you lose certain frequencies. That happens. Right. That happens. Yes. Some people lose low, high Men lose certain frequencies versus mm. women losing certain yes. frequencies, right? Yes. Um, like I can't hear my wife talking to me anymore, you know? So that's just... She doesn't talk to you anymore. No, just points at the door. <laughs> uh, so, so he's like going, you know what? I've got to wear a hearing aid, and, but I want to do something about it. I've got to turn something... Because he's like, I, I learned something mm. and I want to now teach other people. This is, you know, let's do something about it. So... In collaboration with Spec Savers, who actually also do hearing aids, Spec Savers, yeah, they do hearing aids as well. Weird. Yeah, okay, diversify. And in collaboration with them, he does a charity single and he re records Never Gonna Give You Up, but with misheard lyrics. Oh, no way. Okay. Okay. I've been debating all day if I take this chance because, you know, if you put music in a podcast, we could be into trouble, could get into trouble. But it's not the original song. It's not the original. Oh, I don't know. What it, What should I do, Dory? Should I? Okay. What I'm going to do, that 80 Show SA Facebook page, you can go see the video. We all know Never Gonna yes. Give You Up By Now. Yes. Uh, like everyone knows it. Yeah. So just tell me the misheard lyrics. Yeah. If right. you if you listen to this, the if, if you've come across the show, you obviously like 80s. You've been Rick. If you have the internet, you've been Rickrolled. We all know. Mm. Never going to give you up what it sounds like. Okay, so I'm going to give you some of the lyrics. So it plays as Never Going to Give You Up. Starts with We're No Strangers to (laughs) We're No Strangers to Lunch. Okay. (laughs) You know the rules and so do I. You need the music. A broken mitten's what I'm thinking of. (laughs) Okay. You wouldn't get nits from any other guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. This part kind of mm. goes okay until he hits the bridge yes. of where, you know, it's, I'm never going to give you up. Misheard, then I'm going to let you down, then I'm going to run around with dessert spoons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to make you cry. I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to tell a lie and hurt you. So the complete opposite. Oh, it's an opposite song. Except with dessert spoons. Yes. It's a desserty opposite song. And you'll never get I mean, nits. it's got food in it. That's the second food reference. We've known each other for so long. Your aunt's been naked. What? <laughs> but you're too shy to sing. <laughs> uh, inside, you, we both know what's been going on. We know the game and we're going to play it. Do you he think, doesn't do the whole song. Do you think he got a somewhat deaf person, played the original and said, write down what you hear? No. He explains how he did it. that's too random. They explain how they did it. There's yeah. a whole making of it. He speaks to people from Spec Savers and from oh, the you know, societies. And so good. Yeah. And it's it just another example of Rick Astley just being lovely. Why, why is he always lovely? Hmm. You know, so like we can't play the misheard lyrics game because that's the best. That is the best. Never. I, I, don't, I think we can at some point bring it back with other stuff that's not Rick Astley. But like, just he, acknowledge he that is the winner. He's the, he's the winner. Yes, he sang the winner takes it all during lockdown. Remember that? Yes, he did. Abba, the winner takes it all. Never going to turn around or run around with dessert spoons. I mean, I should prefer that. <laughs> I got to be honest. <sighs> I I, will, I can't wait to listen to it. Rick Astley, he is the best man in the world. Look at him smiling there, Dory. Look at him. So lovely. Doesn't look 60. No, he doesn't look 60, but his ears. It's all in the ears. Ah. All in the ears, his ears have let him down.
<laughs> oh, we love him. We also love Who's the Boss. And uh, last week, we, past few weeks, been fascinated with the story of John Stamos catching his, what he thought was his girlfriend. Very awkward situation, Terry yes. Copley. Miss, he, a, a shenanigan, a misunderstanding shenanigan. So popular in all the 80s sitcoms. Yeah, so it was a moves perfect, into real life. It was a perfect 80s sitcom plot. Literally. So John Stamos dating Terry Copley, beautiful girl. He thought this was the one. She had broken up with him. Yeah. That's like, who's telling the truth? We mm. said John Stamos believed the beautiful person. And uh, he walks in on Tony Danza and the girlfriend together. Like, mm. doesn't like this. So somehow we started talking about who's the boss. And then another cross-section of Matthew Perry comes in. Yes. Looking at the shows he was in. And in particular, he was in an episode of Who's the Boss? Yes. Latest. And we're like, we don't remember almost a whole season of Who's the Boss, you and I. Yes. But that might just be our old brains. Or is it? We wondered if the SRU car just like kicked it out. We don't know what happened. Mm. Okay. So... Tony Danza and you remember of Who's the Boss, Alyssa Milano. So we went down the rabbit hole. I went down the rabbit hole, yes. certainly, to go, what happened? Did we just collectively forget it? Did we ever see it? Because i got to tell you, when I tell you what happened in the final episode, we remember. The final episode that we saw. Well, the final episode that we must have seen. Okay. Of the, fi the final final of the whole show. The final final. Okay. It started oh getting weird. Oh my God, weird. wait. Him and Angela get married or something, right? This is the thing, Dory. This is the thing. Is that it? It gets weird, right? Okay. So, now obviously the whole thing about who's the boss, will she, won't she, will mm. they, won't they, this mm. is a whole thing. It went on, who's the boss, ran eight seasons. This went on for pretty much the whole time. They would date, they'd go on dates, shenanigans, they never quite get together. Then we... Pick up in season seven. I'm going to go halfway through season seven because you need the Is context. Is that the final season? Season eight's the final. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Samantha goes to college. Okay. We didn't remember that. We remembered her in high don't school. don't remember her going to college. And we didn't remember her going to college. But it's possible she did. I mean, she did. She we did. Just, we just don't remember. And there's a whole bunch of episodes about shenanigans at the dorm. Tony wants her out the dorm. She moves into a, a house. This is where Matthew Perry comes in. It, there were a lot of... College-based episodes. Okay. I don't remember that. No. I remember Fresh Prince college-based episodes. Yeah. I don't remember Who's the Boss college-based episodes. So there's a whole bunch of, again, shenanigans, Who's the Boss type stuff. But then there was they, they adopted somebody. Tony was a guardian to somebody called Billy. Huh? Yeah, he gets okay. some character called Billy comes in. And then there is Tony takes part in a sports commentating competition, which now gets him kind of rediscovered. Because remember, he was a minor league baseball player. Yes. Never quite had the career. That's what, you know, turns, yeah. you know converts him to being a manny. Mm -hmm. But just where it gets really weird. So through some of the shenanigans, Tony comes across some of his old baseball guys. Tony agrees, indignant about old baseball veteran Chappie's financial predicament, to campaign on behalf of the Silver Society for funding of medical care for senior citizens. So he meets an old baseball colleague. Right. Coach. And this guy's down on his luck. And Tony's like, but why? No, because there's no pension for us. And hmm. Tony's like, I'm going to take this on. It got political? To the point that Tony goes and addresses the U.S. Senate. I really don't remember that. Right? <laughs> Tony Danza goes to Washington with the whole Who's the Boss clan. Okay. Okay. To now lobby for the rights of senior citizens. This is what happens in Who's the Boss. Okay. He like completely bombs out. Panics. He makes a fool of himself. He's like, oh, no. I'm an idiot. I didn't help my friend. People are going to think I'm an idiot, I'm a moron. Of course, he gets assigned what is described here, a foxy assistant to help him in this whole process. Angela gets jealous. So that's end of season seven. It ends on a two parts of the road to Washington, part one and two. 
Yo, okay. I don't remember any of this. Maybe they just stopped it before that last episode. Then it comes to se- season eight. Right. Because I'm like on season seven. I don't know what's going on. Mm. Recapping who's the boss here. So then Angela has a whole lot of problems, you know, because, you know, she had an advertising agency. Yes. There's a downturn. She loses business. Her ad agency's in trouble. And at this stage, Tony is told in episode one of season eight, I should have told you that, he goes to a psychic who says to him the plot of it, he has until midnight to confess his love to a special lady or risk losing her forever. So he's like, okay. Okay. Special lady's Angela, I've got to tell her. Yeah. So they start dating now properly. I can actually remember that. Right. They do start properly dating. But now Angela's fancy. Tony gets a job as a sports coach at a high school. Okay. Right. And then from there gets promoted to a teacher. Right? Okay. It becomes very successful and very popular. All leading to the two-part series, season. Series. Series finale. Right? Yeah. A three-parter, actually, Dory. A three-parter. Okay. And we had to wait a week in between each one. I mean, that's called stretching it out. Yeah. It's called padding. (laughs) If you're not sure what uh, padding is, just go back six or seven minutes of the show. (laughs) (laughs) called padding so Tony now sports coach they want him to be a teacher but he needs to graduate to become a teacher he does this okay he graduates so the the final three final episodes are called Savor the Veal part one part two part three exactly why because Tony graduates with a teaching degree but it may be goodbye, Mr. Michelli, when he gets an out-of-state job offer. <gasps> okay. Because they live in Connecticut. Connecticut yes. is, what's New York? New York. Where was Samantha at college? She was in uh, NYU. Okay. Right? So well, they're never going to send her away. Yeah. She'll listen to Milano. Mm. You need to listen to Milano. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he goes, okay, listen, Angela, we've just started dating. Because this is sitcom shenanigans yes they just start dating things seem fine they have a few hiccups they're happy no now he gets a job offer I can't turn this down Mm. I've gone from a manny to teacher I've been nominated for this he goes off to takes this other job offer and he gets nominated and wins teacher of the year wow he's so lucky all these things are happening (laughs) guess what what the long distance relationship's not working. Oh. No, they're like, she's jealous. He's like, what? It's just not working. Mm. After eight seasons, they're finally together. And now they're not together. Savor the Veal Part 3 final of Who's the Boss? He wins the award. He wins Teacher of the Year. Mm. And they recreate the opening scene of Who's the Boss is the final scene of Who's the Boss. I loved when they did that in sitcoms. Yeah. You may not remember it, but of course, Angela... Tony gets at the door, knocks on the door. Angela can't find it. She comes down, just being out the shower. Yes. Towel around her head and opens the door and says, I believe you're looking for an Annie. Right? So this is how this final scene plays out. Yes. So she says, what happened? He's in a tuxedo. He's suited and booted. It was Mm. a gala event, eating veal, I assume. And uh, she says, why are you? What are you doing here? He says, so I do all the stuff. I win the award. I go back to my apartment and I realized I've got no one to show my award to. So he said, to hell with everything. I'm moving back here. Uh, season end. Uh, series done. Oh, so they don't get married. He proposed to her in the season. Yes, he did. He right. did. He proposed to her. She turned him down. He proposed twice. Okay. But they ne- you don't see them getting married. So a couple of questions. It's the 80s. Why did she not just move to be with him as the man of the relationship? This was 1991. Ah. Yeah. Feminism. Yeah. Feminism ruined the show. See what I'm saying? (laughs) If it had happened in the 80s, they would have wrapped it all in a bow. Like it wouldn't have even been a thing. She wouldn't have even been a working woman. No, not even. It's the 90s. (laughs) Morrow's Place is what we're watching now. So now. Okay. That was a very boring segment. I don't remember any of that. Are you surprised? So boring. <laughs> I don't remember it. So boring. I somehow in my mind, I remember that they got together in the end. 
But they I were mean, they together. did. They, they did get together. But, but like, there wasn't, there wasn't like a soap opera style wedding. Yeah. Hmm. So did we demon. watch this season or not, Paolo? Like getting back to the crux of the matter. We still don't know. The final scene I've seen, there were little bits where I've like, I have seen Tony Danza in a tuxedo. But then, of course, yeah. he does lounge. He's a lounge singer now. Oh. So it could be that. There's only one scene that I remember quite clearly from the whole show. And that's when he walks into her naked into the bathroom and she's naked. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? It was quite early on, I think. Like, it's very awkward. He walks into the bathroom, yeah. she's just getting out the shower. And I remember how they did it, where okay. they showed her shocked face and then, like, her belly button uh, and her legs. They, like, did, like, a, you know, <laughs> jump cut thing. 80s. <laughs> yeah. That's and all I remember uh, from the show. Pretty I'm, much that. I'm so disappointed I know this. We just had to find <sighs> out. We just had yeah. to find out. Would it still be entertaining to watch today? Like the whole show, I mean, not so just the final season. I was watching little bits. Yeah, it draws you in. Mm. Yeah. If there was... Because of Mona. She was the highlight. Oh, did you like her? I, oh, I, she was I, so I, funny. I loved, I loved Tony Danza. I thought he was the best. Yeah, but she, Mona was funny. But uh, so that's who's the boss and there's a reason we don't remember it. Well, that subject is closed now for the show. Closed We will never now. discuss it again. Unless, we might discuss Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano again, but we're not going to discuss the show. Danny Pintoro, no. We'll not Shame. discuss him. The person who really went nowhere. No. Did he pass away? Have I killed him? I, um, you might have killed him. We're on IMDb. Let's, he might have. Let's check that out. I don't think he did. I think he, he had a drug issue. He had. I'm, I'm thinking he had a drug problem. 1992. Oh, no. What am I, that's when he was Danny Pintoro. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he was on the boss. <laughs> Um, you'll be glad to know that he is not dead. You, you've killed him, and but he's back. He's back now. Movie <laughs> recommendations, Dory. What do you have for us this week? I have a tenuous link this week, but still worth discussing. Easy to watch because it's on Netflix. Okay. Getting a lot of attention because it's new on Netflix. Have you, Paolo, yet watched The Killer? Everyone is talking about that. There's yes. even an action figure of it. Right. Yeah, um, so I've seen it. I know nothing about it. Nothing. Well, I'm not going to give you any spoilers whatsoever, except for the fact that I started watching this movie because A, Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. amazing. B, directed by David Fincher, mm-hmm. amazing. Right. And I like things about assassins. Right. And it's an assassin story. And... I was so filled with joy when we're watching and all of a sudden I hear a Smith song. And I'm like, ooh, Smith song. Then the movie goes on a little bit more. Another Smith song. Is it a movie or a series? It's a movie. Right. It's a movie. So it's one off. Oh, I can do that. You can do it. Seriously. You could do it this weekend. Yeah. Not a series. A few minutes later, another Smith song. And I'm like, hmm. hmm. Not to be a spoiler, the main character really likes the Smiths. Like American Psycho, main character really likes Alton John. Right, but in American Psycho. Not Alton Sy- John, Phil Collins, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you lose in the news. You lose in the news and Phil Collins. But yeah, but if you liked Alton John, it'd be a very different movie. <laughs> but the difference is in American Psycho, he liked various things. Yeah, he did. In this movie, it is Just likes the literally only the Smiths. It's all, he's, he's got his little earphones in and that's all he's listening to. Is it set modern day times? It is very modern day okay. movie. Which is also like, huh? Mm. Because we're watching and my husband goes, is this movie set in the 80s? Why is he only listening to the Smiths? Yeah. I'm like, no, because remember we saw the cell phone. Like at first you're not mm. sure when it's set, but then there's a cell phone, there's a smartwatch. It's like, oh no, this is definitely modern day. Yes. But he only listens to the Smiths. I will give you the list of Smith songs in this movie because as a soundtrack goes, you can't, I mean, you're not going to get much better than this if you're a Smiths fan. Well, that's what I was going to say. You have yeah. to be a Smiths fan. <laughs> Well, I wonder, I know it's over, how soon is now, hand in glove, glory, oh, glory box by Porter's head, that's not by the Smiths, but it's also in the movie, 90s song. Big Mouth Strikes Again, Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now, Girlfriend in a Coma, Shoplifters of the World Unite, Unhappy Birthday, This Charming Man. Um, oh, that's them. No, there is a light that never goes out. There isn't, sorry, one more. That's pretty much all their big hits. Pretty, and and some of their not so big hits. They're not so big hits. Look, my favorite Smith song is not in the movie, but it wouldn't be because it's a very happy song. Of course it would be. (laughs) No one has heard it except Robert Smith. It's it's Ask. It was a moderate hit. Morrissey. (laughs) Robert Smith. (laughs) 
<laughs> now you know you're getting old. You're confusing your your emo your emo eighties frontman. <laughs> am I getting old, or am I just suffering from hearing loss? Story. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Anyway, that aside. So that's one element that there's a lot of Smiths in this movie, which is great. It's a cool movie. It's a bit slow paced, but mm-hmm. it works to mm-hmm. be slow paced. I highly recommend it. One of the other things, nice little eighties nod. As an assassin, he, of course, has multiple fake identities. Sure. Multiple. Yes. You keep seeing the names of his fake identities in various ways throughout the movie. And at some point, he's like, he's Sam Malone. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God. Then I Google the other names, all from TV shows. Really? All characters of two, from TV shows. Sam Malone is the only one that is specifically 80s. Now, Sam Malone is uh, t- Ted Danson's character in Cheers. From Cheers, exactly. There's that meme been going around. Yes. Um, where it's got... Madonna from Like a Prayer. Yes. Next to Mr. T. Yes. And it goes, life is a Mr. T. <laughs> everyone, everyone should, should Sam Malone. Right. 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 Twice in a week, Sam Malone. When last do you think of it? Exactly. Synchronicity. Yeah. Synchronicity. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the other characters, his other, well, his other, um, uh, what's the word? Other characters. What? Aliases. Aliases. Alii? Is it Ali? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, English. Um, are from shows more from like the seventies. There might have been another one from the eighties, but the one that stood out for me was Sam Malone, and that's when I went down that rabbit hole to look up the names. And so they were he wasn't at any co- point called Balki Bartakamus. That would have been very obvious, I think. Mm, I think so. Sam Malone is a relatively generic Sam Malone name. is such a good one generic because it's name. such an American-sounding name. Exactly. Like you could literally be Sam Malone. So, and only people like us who mm. love the eighties would have picked that little nod up. That's amazing. Yes, that's some good stuff. Great soundtrack. Oh. Great film, honestly. Really? Great film. Yes, So not I even really an, 80s, an 80s link, but Dory's bringing you a fantastic film. Yes. Killer. And easy to watch. The, it's the on killer, Netflix. Killer? I mean, the, the killer? The killer. The, the killer. Because he's an assassin and then people try to assassinate him. That's the, Well, if you want the basic story, yes. So he yeah. has a, a botched assassination and the people then no. go after him. No. It's not a very original storyline, but it's very well done. Yeah. Very well done. All right. People, are, it's making a buzz. It's making yeah. a buzz. Um, so you will not be miserable now after watching that. <laughs> no. And uh, you will not be in a coma, nor will your girlfriend, because it'll be good. Because it's the light that never goes out. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you for rescuing me because I was <laughs> floundering. Absolutely floundering. So, I mean, you know, as usually happens, Dory brings something fantastic to the table. I bring something nightmarish and shitty to the table. Can't wait. I... I'm going to praise it and then I'm going to play the trailer. Okay. Okay. So nowadays, spoilt is very loose um, phrase for it, but wrestlers moving into movies, mm-hmm. it's like quite a high point, you know, as high as such a move can be. You got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? He is what he is, but superstar, box office. You then get John Cena, mm-hmm. right? Not fantastic, but for what they are, it's great. They yes. all rest a lot of fun. He's not. He's easy on the eyes. Easy on the eyes, and he he makes f- a fool of himself. Like right. he, he's not. He, the Rock pretends he doesn't take himself seriously, mm. but he's like very serious about not taking himself seriously. Yeah, right. Did you recently see the survey of the the world's sexiest bald men of twenty twenty three? You know they weren't allowed using my photo. <laughs> Um, I said, please just, and I don't like the one they used, but so I boycotted the whole thing. So they had to replace you at the top of the list. Oh no. The person they replaced you with is just horrific. Who's that? Okay. Well, let me firstly say the reason I'm bringing this up is because Dwayne Johnson is on the list in the top 10. He's number six or something. Do you, I know he, like, do you think of him as a famous baldy? No. Right? Not at all. Yeah. Some of the people on that list I don't think of as famous baldies. Yeah. Um, Terry Crews was on the list. I suppose a famous baldy, but not the first one person that comes to mind. I think of him as bald. I think of him as muscular. Samuel L. Jackson. Again. Again, I think of him as how he had the hair in in Pulp Fiction. And Kangol hats. You know. Yeah. So, and then there's the obvious ones who are on the list as well, like Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's bald, yeah. Yes. Now, he was the winner, uh, not last year. Yes, he was the winner last year. Okay, I think of him as a bald guy. Yes. There's also Jason Statham. Yep. Okay, good he's, he's bo- number three. Good bald. So b- good bald. Vin Diesel's guy. number two. 
He was number one last year. Mm-hmm. Jason Statham, number three. I don't know what he was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Still bald. You but. know who else is on it? The Amazon guy. What's his name? Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Jeff Bezos is on the list. New buff Bezos or skinny nerd well, Bezos? Well, however he looks now. It's 2023. Yeah, because that guy, like, as we know. And as drinking, we know, the money is going to add some sexiness, right? Well, yes. But he's, he's like, he's leveled up, that guy. No, he has. Like, all, all, all those guys leveled up. Even Zuckerberg's yes. doing kickboxing. It's all yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I can't remember who else is on the list, but the travesty, the reason I bring this up is who, who they put at number one. Oh, I can't even, I wouldn't even dare get, you dare, will never, guess. you will never guess because it is such a shocking choice. Prince William. But he, he's not even a bald, he's not even embracing it. Like he's balding. He's balding. And he is not sexy. No, no matter how much money or royalty he has, he is not a sexy person. Sorry. A very reliable guy. I mean, does that make you very, sexy? Very reliable, but not sexy, no. no. See what happened, because you dropped out. You see, to replace you. so the whole thing's just nonsense. <laughs> it is nonsense. I'm going to start my own rebel list. Okay. Okay, because I don't like that list. No, it's terrible. I don't like number one. It's terrible. And I mean, Dwayne Johnson being on it, it's like, yeah, no. Yeah. Mm. Nah. He, he can't, he sullies a lot of what he's on. I think, I think the joke's over. Hmm. You can tell him. Okay. Okay, you can tell him, but I think that whole, I think the joke's over. Prince William, sexiest You're baldy. Terrible. I don't get it. I don't get it. So, back to your movie, talking about wrestlers. <laughs> You're the friggin' king, or king in line, king to be. Get some plugs, man. <laughs> like, I don't advocate anyone getting plugs. You embrace your bald. He's or king. just shave it all off, then. He's, he can't. He can't. He's royalty there. No, he can't. He has to... You can't have a shaved head king, prince. What mm. is this? Madagascar? Uh, no slots of Madagascar. <laughs> I would assume your prince is bald. <laughs> okay, so, so back to the point. Yes. Wrestlers and movies. Right. right. In the 80s, we had Andre the Giant. Yes. Was in Princess Bride. Right. We'll Which you'll it. never watch. We'll never watch it. Hulk Hogan yes. was constantly in everything, just being Hulk Hogan. The man with the mustache. Yeah. Fifty shades of orange. <laughs> <laughs> and in two movies, he found a bit of a niche. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Who? Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. So Rowdy Roddy Piper was a wrestler in the 80s. He wrestled in a kilt. Roddy Roddy Piper was a wrestler. Say that 10 times fast. Roddy Roddy Piper was a wrestler. Hot Rod Roddy Roddy Piper was a wrestler in a kilt. Okay. Right? Right. Wrestled in Rome, Romania, and Russia. Righteously. Righteously. Roddy Roddy Piper was a wrestler in a kilt who wrestled in Rome, Romania, and Russia righteously. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Okay. So he was in a movie. Dory, did you recommend it? Or I recommend Definitely it. Definitely not me. No, I think you did. Don't lie. Roddy Roddy Piper was in a movie called They Live. <gasps> oh, he was the main yes. guy. Yes. Oh my God. He was what? He was kicking ass and chewing bubble gum. He's all out of chewing gum. Oh my God. I didn't realize that's who he was. Okay. That's who he was. And he was a wrestler? He was a wrestler. I did not know. I that. loved him. I loved him. Didn't know that. Everyone loved Hulk Hogan, mm. Junkyard Dog. I loved Junkyard Dog. But Roddy Roddy Pop was up there because he was really killed. It was funny. It was a joke. It was a whole thing. It sat on people's heads. Okay. But he made a movie. Now, Dory, one thing I love, we spoke about um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson being very serious about not being, taking himself seriously. I love, much like this show, that a lot of it is bullshit, mm-hmm. but you must know we know it's bullshit. We know it's nonsense, but my God, do we not put a lot of effort into it? And do we not love it? Do we not love it? <laughs> I feel that this is his movie, right? And okay. I, you've got, I'm just going to play the trailer. Okay. Reflect for a moment on the art of cinema. Think of a motion picture like The Last Emperor and the nine Academy Awards it so richly deserved. Consider the profound emotional experience of a truly great film. Then forget it, sweetheart. Yes, better blow it out your exhaust pipe, cinema lover, because here comes fun with hair on it. 
Oh, that's disgusting. You're gonna see the biggest piece of shattering entertainment that ever molested your sensibilities. That sounds great. What a plot? Here it is. It's the end of the 20th century, and mankind has blown its wad. <laughs> the fate of humanity rests in the groin of one man. Their leader, Commander Toady, has kidnapped some pilgrims who wandered into their territory. We're gonna get them out, and then you're gonna get them pregnant. Yes, if you want a brilliant film, you can go right to... We're going to Frogtown. Hell comes to Frogtown. <laughs> Starring wrestling superstar, Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Move over, Mr. Mel Gibson and Mr. Robert De Niro. Here comes acting talent and sensitivity like you've never seen. You are one weird dude. And speaking of talent, turn green, Ms. Meryl Streep. Here's Sandal Bergman, the exquisite star of Red Sonia, and Conan the Barbarian. Hell comes to Frogtown, a story of mutant sex and people like you and me. It's hot, it's wet, and it's bad. It's Hell comes to Frogtown. <laughs> you will never choose a better movie than this. I um. This is it. We, the show has to end. This is the last episode. No, because because <laughs> there's a sequel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <gasps> I mean, you should have seen. It was such a. So Dory and I are in studio together today. It's such a which is rare. Such a treat. Reflect. Oh, it's just become sentient and just keeps playing itself. <laughs> um, I looked so many times to go. That's not the original trailer. <laughs> That's now been remade because it's a cult classic or something. I've never heard of it, ever. Fantastic. That is a fantastic movie. So, in a moment, I want to be called, I, I promise you this is not the plot line of a porno. This is the <laughs> plot line know, of this movie. There was a lot movie. of liquid being spat and shot on that trailer. <laughs> I mean, that 80 Show essay Facebook page, you're going to find it there. Yo. So what happens, we're in a popocostalistic <laughs> future, okay? And men are dead. Or all, most, of all the men, men. most of the men okay. have been wiped out. Except for Roddy. Now, the thing about R Rowdy Roddy Piper is the men that are left are sterile. <gasps> he's not. <gasps> so now he's a hot commodity. That explains that one scene where she says you're going to impregnate them because that was a bit weird. Right. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. So she's the leader of the secret government organization made mostly up of women and all up of women. And they're the best women, the mm -hmm. smartest, the most beautiful, the brightest. And they've been selected to be impregnated to carry on the world. Right. The, the human race. The human race. As opposed to the frogs. The frogs. right? They oh, are literal frogs. So Literal. Literal frogs. So Frog I'll, people. I'll get to that, right? Okay. So because humans have not evolved and are no longer a threat to them, frogs have now evolved into humanoids. Okay? Okay. Were men killing the frogs? Was this a thing? Well, obviously, there must be a, like a climate change or a, a, a hole in the ozone layer. It was the 80s. Yeah. Thing there. You know, we're bad. We're, so because we just... Because they are still women. They are still the women. women. don't kill the frogs. Men kill frogs. Men kill you know, frogs. This is what we've learned. Notorious. We <laughs> kick them, we stomp on them. So now they find Rowdy Roddy Piper, who's a bit of a miscreant on the outskirts of society. They find out he's the one that can now impregnate these perfect women and restart the human race. Now, fundamentally, don't think too much about it. This is not the movie to think about it. I always, I never liked that story because effectively all their offspring are related. Yep. And it's just like we don't, and now you might go, well, aren't we all? I say, well, okay, whatever you believe in, hmm. it's very problematic. This movie is not the one to challenge it. No. Go no. watch Kiss of a Spider Woman or something like that. <laughs> okay, this is not the movie to now be having, talking about evolution. It, it, you know, yes. this is not one of those. So he now gets captured by this government organization and says, you're going to impregnate the woman. So he's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. That's not what I'm about. They put a electric cod piece on, cod piece on him around his, his, his gentleman area. Okay. Which is very counterproductive. So basically, if he gets too far away from the two women that you saw in the trailer or the two women you would have heard in the trailer, yes. he gets administered with an electric shock. 
if he tries to take it off, it explodes. Oh, which well, I mean, that is very counterproductive. Right? Literally. L- counterreproductive. <laughs> counterreproductive. Right? So it's like, okay, but again, not the movie to worry about such things. <laughs> there is a man with a metal underpants shocking his balls. It's funny, right? Okay. You can't understand how many times his balls get shocked. So he does try to run away, gets his ball shocked. And um, then they go on a road trip. Then it becomes a bit of a road trip movie mm-hmm. to Frogtown. Yes. Roddy Roddy Piper, you would have heard. The movie's name is Hell Comes to Frogtown. His name's Sam Hell. Oh, He's Hell. Okay. He's Hell Comes to Frogtown. Hell Comes to Frogtown. So now to infiltrate the frogs. Now these, understand, these are human frogs. These so are real frog people. They're real frog people. And now, listen, we're not talking world-class CGI here. <laughs> no. I don't know if you could hear that. It's not a hard budget. <laughs> I mean, Muppets, <laughs> the shit they threw away. Because when they brought to Jim Henson, they go, look, he has the frog. Like, That's not a frog. Get mm-hmm. that out of here. They went, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Bring that back. So it's just basically people in, in like normal suits with like frog a frog masks, mask. masks like you would have bought at Cardi's in yeah. the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Like Cardi's. <laughs> Cardi's, Cardi's frog masks. Right? So that's what you're buying. And these are the frog people. So now to infiltrate, yes. the frog people want women. Right. Okay? Because it's a commodity. So they're trading women for weapons, whatever. And now Roddy Roddy Piper goes, okay, well, I, we're going to put um, Sonia, or I can't remember, she she was Red Sonia. Yes. Right? The, the blonde girl. Uh, that, the, the, now <laughs> Don't listen, remember her name. She's now supposed to be a scientist, but at every point, oh, i got to tell you about one scene. Okay. <laughs> oh, i got to tell you about one scene. So <laughs> they camp out in the desert, right? So they have to prove that he can get aroused because he just doesn't seem interested. Right. They're like, oh, what if this is all for nothing? This is not a porno movie. Right. It had a 15 age restriction. Not a boob. There's not a boob in this movie. There was one scene with a woman wearing very thin dresses. You do not see a boob in this movie. Okay. I thought that there would be boobs under the the very lacy dresses. No. No? We saw boobs in Muppets Go to New York. Right. Miss Piggies. (laughs) Okay. I'll never get over it. There was no boob in this movie, right? Okay. So they think, no, because he's not being aroused by us, because what man wouldn't want? We're beautiful, we're smart. Mm. There's something wrong with him. So we got to try to keep him in a constant state of arousal. Right. These are the two women that go with him. Right. To not constantly arouse him. <laughs> so that's why you see the scientist woman always in lingerie, always in her underwear. Yes. Doing you, like you saw that, right? Bending over in, in the very skimpy... Outfit. prove that he can be aroused. So while they're in the desert... Hang on, is he still wearing the metal thing? He's, he's got the metal cod Can piece. he be aroused with the metal thing? He can be, just as long as he doesn't go get aroused over there because he's going to get shot. <laughs> okay, he's going to be aroused in the vicinity. <laughs> so while they're in the desert, a woman escapes from the frogs and they find her in the desert. Okay. And they're like, well, you're up, soldier. you got to impregnate her. before you got to. You can't waste this opportunity. Right. Not a porno. Once again, not a porno. She's like, okay, well, this is my mission. I'm supposed to be impregnated by you. Yeah. Now they go into the tent. Now he can't get aroused by this woman. He's got no connection to her. Mm. But he does have a crush on the scientist, okay. the Red Sonia lady. Okay. So you would have seen in the trailer when she's wearing her white underwear. Mm-hmm. She's trying to arouse him so he can impregnate the runaway. It's very Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Even more so, he's watching her while he's doing the thing. <laughs> Again, not a porno. Yeah. You don't see anything happening. You know they don't. Yeah. So anyway, she goes off. They just let her go back into the desert. The, the, How the did runner. we know she was even ovulating that night? Sorry. I'm, very, I'm a stickler for detail. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> not the movie for that. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is not the time we uncover this. He's not like my husband because I always do this and he goes, oh, he like rolls his eyes and he's like, just watch the movie. No, you must not. No, but you must think of this. But at yeah. the end, there is a frog man. And frog, okay. 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 <laughs> So now they go, okay, we're going to infiltrate. And guess what? Scientists, genius woman, high up in the, this new government, we're putting you in a leather slave outfit. Of course. You got a hot body. Yeah. You got to take you off there. So they take the, into Frogtown. Right. To now trade her off with the big bad boss. Did the frogs name their own town? Because it seems like a little bit rude to be called Frogtown. Yeah, I do feel that. But I also feel that like. <laughs> this isn't that movie. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would imagine there's not that many frogs. <laughs> okay. Or are there so many f- 
frogs, you got, couldn't it be called town? Frogs are now the dominant. I don't know. <laughs> you can't walk because there's frogs everywhere. Not that movie. Right. So they get her in and they take her now to the big frog boss, the right. big guy. You would have seen in the trailer her lying on a, it's kind of like a sacrifice table yes. and having flags waved <laughs> over her. Oh, the whole reason they're trying to get into this frog town, by the way, is that the, the best and most fertile women have been kidnapped by the frogs. Right. That's the whole movie. That's what's happening. Okay. Yes, they got to the, go no, rescue them. You did say them. that earlier. You did say I that. Did you said that. the frogs wanted them to like trade and yes. stuff. Yes. Right. So they, they took. They the weren't going to impregnate ones. them. No, they took the We're best have ones. Frog mutant people. Oh, the frogs they mutated themselves. There's yes. no crossover frogs. Right. 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 So they now get in, and those women were preparing her for the the dance of the three snakes. <laughs> Not a porno. Not a porno. <laughs> okay. Now, the dance of the three snakes. Dory, <laughs> she now gets taken into the room, presented to Big Bad Frog Boss, the main guy. Got it. And she must now do a sexy dance for him. Okay. Why? To arouse his three snakes. <laughs> okay. Now, I didn't pay that much attention in biology <laughs> class. We did. We cut the frog open. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. I did not notice that a frog has three. Right? Three putters, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. I didn't do biology, so I'm very lost. I don't think a frog had three. No, I, it's not likely. No. Isn't this something we would know? We, you would know. People talk more about it. Yeah. They say, happy, happy as a dog with two dicks. We've heard that. <laughs> no one says. Happy as a frog with three snakes. Yeah, exactly. So it's not a thing. Yeah. Again, not, that mo- not this movie. <laughs> and um, she now starts arousing the three snakes. But at this point, Roddy Roddy Piper comes in, things happen, they escape. Right. And then it just turns into a lot, like a lot of explosions, very cheaply done. There's a double cross somewhere along the line. Somebody from the beginning of the movie has been double crossed and playing mm. both sides the whole time. You go, oh, it's him. Um, and after they defeat all the enemies, the frogs attack Roddy Roddy Piper. He chops his arms off and he falls off the cliff. Frogs are gone. Double agents are gone, coming to a happy ending, and evidently a very happy ending because they go, well, it's a two-day drive back, and you got some work to do. Cuts to all the women, fade to black, not a porno. (laughs) So what's part two about? (laughs) No, No, there is no part two. I only teased about that. Hal comes to Frogtown. Wow. That is... You've really outdone yourself. I mean, that is... Like, seriously. I was How w- did you find it? I don't know, Dory. No. You've got you to know. It's on YouTube, the entire I, movie. I imagine it is. The entire movie is on YouTube. I am YouTube. curious enough to skim through it. Yeah, you. it is <laughs> so shit. It is like a level of bad movie. That's so bad it's good. You you end up loving it. You go, fuck this. Well, is- I love the way they like... Don't even hide that it's bad. They yeah. say it in the trailer no. that it's bad. This is a movie. And I love movies like that. Embrace embrace what you are. Because you wonder if that's how they went into it or after they shot it, they went like, hmm. uh, yeah, we got it. This didn't turn out like we expected. Got a course, great <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is fantastic. Fantastic. Dory fantastic brings you ba- oh. the killer. Such different movies. I bring there are you. no frogs in my movie. No frogs at all. No. No frogs at all. No. There's well, not even any sex in my movie. Not not in this movie either. Yeah. Lots of suggestion. <laughs> Const- no snakes in my movie. Constant suggestion. But anyway, that is Hal comes to Frogtown. Wow. The killer that what is What a movie. ride. What a ride. <laughs> what a ride. The movie recommendations on that 80 show this week. Dory. Yes. A quick Google alert. George Michael, or Les. Always. It's regular. Um, the life and music of George Michael, the stage show. I mean, we probably should have seen it coming, right? The life and music of George Michael is a brand new concert style show that chronicles the amazing journey George Michael had with music and his fans. The show captures the performance and sound of George Michael with staging and lighting while telling his story through early music hits from Wham!, and his illustrious solo career. So this is now currently only on tour in North America. 
I have reached out to the promoters. Okay. They say, hey. Yeah. You know, top African podcast. Who's playing George Michael? There are two people playing George Michael. Wham, George Michael. And yes. um, Solo George Michael. Faith George yes, Michael. And then older George Michael. Right. Like literally oh, older. Right. So I want to quickly show you that is the... Showing Dory here, these photos go that 80 show. So that is the young George Michael. I can't find any photos of him wham George Michael. Okay. So he's got That's the like Faith, Faith George Arthur. Michael. Yeah, doesn't, that's Faith. Doesn't look like George Michael. I mean, it's hard to tell from that picture. No, I'll find another one for you. He does not look like George Michael. No, he's doing the pose. Doing the pose. He's got like the, 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 the you know, the shortish beard. Does he sing or do they, they mime? No, they sing. Oh. They sing. So does he sound like George Michael? Don't know. We're going to find, I cannot, there are no videos yet. Imagine how many Michael Jackson, Elvis impersonators there are in the world. Mm -mm. How is there not a George Michael impersonator? This is true. This you is know very what I'm true. Saying? This is very true. Yeah. Okay. I want to show you the guy who plays older George Michael. So I don't see George Michael. No. So listen, are you going, what are you casting for? It's a stage show. Are we casting for the guy who can sing? Because let's hear them. When they, if they do take a turn, yeah, I'll go watch. Oh, yeah. A night for sure. Of course. And uh, hey, listen, we all definitely want to talk to you guys on that 80 show. We want to find out. Are there any clips online? I can't find anything. There is a, mm. there is a, there is no, there is an no, Instagram like a trailer or anything. No, mm. no. But if we do find one, it goes that 80 show essay on Facebook page. Of course, we have got to a very awkward part of the year for most people mm. in that it is definitely. Time for last Christmas. Yeah, so funny. People only ever talk about Mariah Carey. For, for me, it's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, um, this show, we used to play music in the show. We stopped doing that because we want to talk more, honestly, mm. and you got Spotify. And, um, but by now, we'd be playing Last Christmas mm -hmm. by Wham every episode. Record breaking time, Dory. Yes. This is the earliest ever. That last Christmas and that other song mm. have entered the UK top forty <laughs> this year. <laughs> the earliest. Okay. So every year, it's the yeah. two of them compete for number one. Right. Every year, that other song and last Christmas. Yes. And um, they normally they they never leave the charts. Last Christmas is always in the always yeah. in the charts. Right. Just, but this is the earliest it reached the top forty. So last Christmas in at thirty seven. Okay. And the other one in at 40. So just, just <laughs> making it, just the sympathy, yeah. I feel. And uh, earlier, the earliest it ever reached it is that normally it hits at the last week in November. Second week in November, it's ready in. So if you're not a fan of last Christmas. You're going to have a very bad season. Have a very bad season. <laughs> I can't wait. The first time, I'm just waiting for the first time I hear it in the stores. Oh, it's going to be clicks. Remember last year, I kept hearing it every time I went into clicks. Clicks, you say. Yeah. Clicks. Giving them a shout. Like, we can, we can play that song anytime. No, but you love you do. in the wild. Yes. You know? Yes. It's like going to the zoo and seeing a lion, going to the Kruger and seeing George Michael. Like, <laughs> you know? So, surreal. That's, it would be. <laughs> so I will let you know the first time I hear it. Yeah. I don't listen to radio, so that's not going to happen. No, but like no radio station here is going to play it. They're too cool. No, there will be that one. You know the one that plays oldies once in a while? Do you think they'll play it? Yeah, they'll play it. I think it. even them, they think they're too cool no, for they, it. No, they'll play it. I've if, heard it there. If you think you're too but cool I'll for let last you know Christmas. when I'm in the shop. Because everyone always talks about hearing Boney M in the shops. I hardly ever hear Boney M, but I hear last Christmas a lot when yeah. I'm in the shops. I hope they don't do the Whamageddon thing. That's too bad. You know the Whamageddon game? See yeah. how long into December you can go without mm. your last Christmas. Well, stupid. We, we are automatically disqualified because we listen to it all year round. Exactly. So I come across a headline I really don't like. Mm. 80s show that, the 80s show that failed. <gasps> That's just, that just hurts. Just, oh, God. <sighs> then you realize it's not about us. It's like a bad dream. You're like, oh. Oh, Remember, we're award-winning. We haven't failed. Award-winning and award-nominated. Yes. Oh, yes. Best online radio show nominee, SA Radio Awards. Mm. It's coming up. So I found this article on movieweb.com about 11 very strange 80s shows that didn't last very long. They're catfishing me because in the top of the, the article, there's a young Courtney Cox. Wow. Of course, I'm intrigued. That's when she was in the tampon ad. Right yeah. about the same Well, year. I mean, yeah. So the first 
TV show they talk about is Auto Man. Didn't you do that in your one of your movie recommendations sometime? I did. I feel like you did. I did. Mm-hmm. It's uh, he's a computer generated superhero that fought crime with his human creator Walter. Uh, Walter works as a computer programmer for the city's police department, but he really wanted to be a street cop. His superiors didn't think he was well suited for the job, which led him to create a hologram that could leave the computer screen, screen and named him Otto J. Man, but gave him the nickname Auto Man. It's Robocop before it's time. It's Robocop Kinda. meets Tron meets Night Rider. Lawnmower Man. Meets, oh, Lawnmower Man, good yeah, shot. Yeah. And so Auto Man we know about. He has yes. another one called Bad Cats, B-A-D Cats. Um, was a crime drama that followed a team of cops who investigated car thieves. Auto Man? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it starred, uh, it followed Nick Donovan and O.C. James as former race car drivers who were hired by the LAPD to investigate auto thieves because of their superior driving skills. I mean, it probably sounded good on paper. Did It actually did. It was kind yeah. of Starsky and Hutch yeah, you know. in cars. People S- liked fast driving scenes. There was an LAPD officer mm-hmm. played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Huh. Yeah, very young Michelle Pfeiffer. Take a look at her over there in a little denim jumpsuit. Wow. Yeah. Very young Michelle Pfeiffer. Six episodes got cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> probably wasn't great. Black's Magic from 1986. Crime drama revolved around a retired magician who joined his con man father to solve mysteries using a combination of tricks and con games. Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Black's magic. Black's magic. Never heard of it. You're a magician. My dad's a con man. We'll solve crimes. Hey. I mean, it sounds so cool. I mean, the premise of Miami Vice. <laughs> How ridiculous must that have sounded? Exactly. You know, you know, two guys solve crimes in espadrilles. No, we don't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, another from 1981, Breaking Away. Four friends who made their living as working class cutters in a college town, but primarily focused on Dave and his Lestrada bicycle. Uh, the show is based on a 1979 movie. And um, what's a cutter? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that was the Am I problem. supposed to know what this is? They're wearing t-shirts that says cutters and they got helmets. So I assume could be a sport, huh. but I think that's the problem. Don't yeah. base a show on something no one knows. No about. one knows. Ooh, I like this one. Gung Ho. Mm-hmm was a comedy show starring Scott Bakula. It's mm. centered around a Japanese-owned American car factory. The factory was reopened as part of the Japanese company, Asan Motors, and the show saw the clash of cultures between the Japanese management and the American employees. Sounds mm. so boring. I know. Sounds like perfect strangers, but shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, gung-ho. Okay. Get out of here. Oh, Concrete Cowboys. Oh, my God. It's from 1979, but I'm giving it a mention because it starred Tom Selleck. Oh. Yeah. Two, it was a made-for-TV movie that followed two gambling buddies who were mistaken for detectives. That sounds stupid. Rather, Very. you went to better things. We've spoken about this before. This is kind of like if, I mean, it's not like we didn't have enough fantastic shows in the 80s. A-Team, MacGyver, Knight Rider, Airwolf, Magnum kind of-ish. I love this one. Definitely had the best theme song of all of them. All those that I, know, I just said. Yes. The Highway Man. Yes. Futuristic series that has been described as a cross between Mad Max and the Knight Rider. This was one of the big track, right? Correct. Sam Jones. Yes. He was a driver of a high-tech 18-wheeler. Why did this fail? I don't know. The, let, let's see where it says it. The 90-minute pilots of the show premiered in September 1987 while the remaining nine episodes premiered in March through May 1988. I can only think that it had a shit slot. Because... Or there was something much bigger at the same time on another channel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're up against Dallas. Yeah. You know? Because they had a truck. A helicopter came out of a truck. Yeah. A bike went into the truck. Yeah. They had Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero as a theme song. Why? No, that makes no sense. I do distinctly remember Dolph Lundgren also playing the main character. I c- could have been a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> this one we've all heard about, Beyond Westworld. Yes, that Westworld. 
Before they made the new Westworld. Before the new, they made yeah. the new Westworld, only had one good season. Mm-hmm. Terrible after that. I agree. Uh, but of course, Westworld was a, was it from the 70s? The original movie? I think movie? the original's from the 70s. Yep. Great and movie. Gr- fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, what was the guy's name, the main character? Yul Brenner. Yul Brenner, bald, famous bald. There's, there's, a, there's a famous bald guy. There's, there's a, a sexy bald guy. There's a sexy bald. Yeah. There's a sexy bald. You'll be winning that one. But I think he's dead now. Uh, yeah. Still bald. <laughs> very bald now. <laughs> no, he's very bald. Um, so the sci-fi action show Beyond Westworld was based on the film Westworld, but ignored the events of the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what's the point? I think that's Connie Selica. It looks like that's Connie Selica. Yeah. Hmm. Manimal, we've spoken about oh, this. Oh, we have. I wish I could watch Manimal. It sounds oh, so cool. I love Manimal. <laughs> Guy goes, he gets a spell cast and him, he can turn into animals. I mean, come on. That's like a dream show. Come on, man. Only eight episodes. Yeah. Manimal. Oh, I never heard of this one. The Phoenix. Very much mm. in Manimal territory. Mm. After an archaeological expedition in Peru, a man is discovered to be alive in a casket found in ancient Inca ruins. He turns out to be Bennu an extraterrestrial from another planet. He must learn to survive on Earth while avoiding the proven government of all people <laughs> who wish to worship him as worship. a god. Worship? <laughs> worship. Worship as U.S. government's agents want to dissect him. All the while he's searching for his long lost... There's a lot going on. There's he's a looking for a partner. Going on he's in this. My god. No, no wonder it got... It was, yeah. it, it was probably too ahead of its time to be appreciated. Yes. Yeah. And this one is, of course, The Catfish. This is with Courtney Cox, 1985, The Misfits of Science, a comedy sci-fi show, followed a group of misfits who formed a group because they had one thing in common, they all had superpowers. But there's a British series called Misfits, which is exactly that storyline. Well, Do you think they stole it? Let's read further. Misfits of Science featured a rock musician who was electrocuted on stage and gained the ability to charge electricity, a giant who had the ability to shrink down to small sizes. Why don't you just become a human and sh- grow up to a giant? Hang on. Was he a re- like, is he normally a giant and then he shrinks down? Or That doesn't sound like okay, a that, that, that sounds, sounds ter- convenient. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a man who could freeze anything he touched, uh, named Iceman. Mm. And um, he was canned because he was too, fami- too similar to a Marvel character. And Cox played a teenage girl who had the ability of telekinesis. Okay. Yeah. Not at all like Misfits. Just no. a weird coincidence. It had to compete with CBS's popular show, Dallas. So oh, it didn't stand a chance. You see? That's what happened to Highway Man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, so there's no mention of the man from Atlantis, although I think that's from the 70s. Yeah, that's from the 70s. Man, I, I love that show. You know, I think about that show often. I think I really? need to rewatch it. It was absolutely one of my favorites when I was a kid. Man, what was it about? It was about a literally a man who could like mm. breathe underwater, but, and it was played played by Patrick Duffy. But that was that wasn't like cancelled. Didn't it have a few seasons. I think it probably did. I just yeah. I just always think about it and remember it and want to watch it again. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think seventies. Yeah. I need to track it down. Yeah, do that for Dory. If you know where to find it, let Dory know. Well, I'm gonna you know I'll use the internet. Use the I'll internet. try because I'm remembering it with like my childhood brain. Yeah. Maybe it's not uh, the same. Maybe I would be ruining it by trying to watch it again now. Could but be. when I think about it, I get this warm feeling of like, oh, I love that. Sh-. Like, it's the same feeling I get when I think of The Littlest Hobo. Oh. You know, that like, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. That was so close. Almost there. Almost got I it. I can't whistle at all. That's really impressive. Almost got it. This has been that Eddie Show. Everything we spoke about on the show can be found. That Eddie Show essay on Facebook. Um Great movies this week, Dory. Yeah. Rick Astley just being lovely. Misheard lyrics. Only Rick Astley hmm. could do a song with the long, wrong lyrics and make it better. Hmm. Can't wait to hear it. Thanks for joining me in the studio, Dory. Yes. Yes. So fun. Goodbye. Bye. I gave you some chocolates. <laughs>